What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie J. Lopez. Hope you're all doing well. Before we get into it, follow the podcast page, allow for notifications, rate the podcast. Follow me on social media at Frequency Podcast Network. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. You get some consistent content, including a few album reviews that don't make the podcast. We got a special guest in the house today, R&B singer-songwriter out of Portland, Oregon, Selena. How you doing today, Selena? I'm doing great. How are you? Cannot complain. Get to hear a little bit more about you. So it's a great day. Great. Love that. Yeah, you're us. my first interview ever on this no podcast. No way, really? Yeah. You seem trying very to, comfortable. I try my best, but I'm just trying to talk to some independent artists and just artists in general that are kind of bubbling up. Try to catch yeah. you before you get famous, you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll remember you. <laughs> I hope so. To go into it a little bit, I mean, before we even get into music, I'd love to get to know you as a person, you know, who you are, how you got started. So I know you grew up in Portland. What kind of music were you exposed to as a kid? And like, what was that music scene like in Portland for you? Initially, I would say since I was like super young, as young as I can remember, um, my mom is from the UK. And so like her family is very creative and musical and so I would like always jam out with my uncle my mom's brother and he was super into like Smiths and Amy Winehouse Mm. and Sade and just from there like I just developed my own sense of what like music meant to me I I guess I just saw it in my uncle like how connected to it like he struggled with like a lot of anxiety and so I just I don't know Mm. I saw it being his muse and then I kind of it just ended up being mine too but that's where like a gotcha. huge sense of my music came from was just having being in such a like musical household. Gotcha. Super dope. Yeah, I came from a, a pretty similar musical household background. So I definitely identify with that. And I don't want to assume you said your mom was from the UK, but with a name like Selena, do you happen to have like a Latina ethnic background? <laughs> Everybody thinks that. No, I'm actually Indian. Both of my parents are Indian. My here. mom was born in uh, London. Oh, that's dope. Um, <laughs> do you have any sort of connection to like that Indian music, that like culture? I actually do. I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm like necessarily religious, but I connect like very heavily with the spiritual side of like my culture. Mm. And also like music is a huge thing in like the Indian culture. And so I just resonate a lot with things like that, like the musical side of the spiritual. Right. I don't know. It's deep. You know, it's, it's deep. Yeah. You ever get into those like that movie culture, the the Bollywood stuff? Oh, of course, of course. They're super dramatic. Like if you yeah, want to watch drama, watch the Bollywood movies. Facts. When did you actually first start, you know, putting pen to paper, start actually making music? I mean, pen to paper, I grew up just kind of writing on guitar. I was in guitar lessons and then it was around the age of 15 where I was like, I'm going to get some Beats headphones, a shitty mic off Amazon, mm-hmm. and just start doing it and start kind of like slowly dropping on SoundCloud and developing my confidence. But I was like, writing on guitar, singing in choir, like my whole life. And what pushed you to actually like kind of switch it and take it seriously? I don't know. I think in high school, I really started to lose myself, like freshman, mm-hmm. sophomore year. I feel like naturally at that age, everybody's trying to figure out who they are. But for some reason, for me, it was like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. Mm. Struggled a lot kind of like in school, like being kind of isolated. And then Portland has a very interesting music scene as well. So I think I got pretty caught up. And Mm -hmm. so it just felt like my only way out. That makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, That's incredible how music can come out of some of like the, the darkest sort of holes in your life. Mm-hmm, totally. What type of 
artists at that time? Like, I know you mentioned the Smiths, Amy Winehouse with your family, but were there any particular artists at that time that sort of made you really fall in love with like creating music? Mm, I think, I think Frank Ocean, like, shit, (laughs) (laughs) right? I find the same thing with artists like Ade or like Georgia Smith. She was like a huge Mm -hmm. inspiration for me during high school. Like I always admired mainly female artists as well that were able to make music that was like so authentic to their experiences and their emotions and convey it in a way that's powerful and connects to other people without like being overbearing. Like it just feels so raw. You can't really deny it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was going for with my music is like I wanted to be able to do that same thing and like hold that same energy. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, good segue to get into your music a little bit. You dropped an album last year in July, Solace. And, you know, please, everyone go listen to that. Check it out. It's amazing. Fantastic <laughs> project front to back. Yeah. I went back and listened to some of your older stuff. I listened to your first project, Atari, from 2019. And I listened to <laughs> 111 in 2020. And <laughs> on those projects, I felt like I heard a little bit more of this, like, upbeat indie type of sound, whereas Solace mm-hmm. felt a lot more traditionally R&B from, like, the production down to, like, a vocal delivery. And I'm just kind of yeah. wondering, how do you feel? your sound and approach has changed from when you first started making music up until like solace and like your recent releases. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think in the beginning I was, I don't know. I had more fun on like different kinds Mm -hmm. of beats, like because I was still developing my sound. I I was like super interested in like lo-fi stuff. I really liked Claro, like kind of bedroom pop, random shit. And then I got super Mm -hmm. into like Lil Peep. And then like, then I just got obsessed with like acoustic guitar and that also feels like where my roots are. And so and I felt like I could give more of like a powerful delivery on a beat or an instrumental that gives me more space to just say what I want to say. You know? Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I was I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, this is definitely like a lot more lo-fi. And then she kind of started mm-hmm. going a more acoustic, more more traditional. Yeah. Like, I appreciated that transition because I felt like I got to hear your voice more, which I feel hey. like you have a wonderful voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, in that, in the, like, 2019, even the 2020 album, 111, like, you could barely, I would drown out my vocals, like, mm-hmm. so hardcore in GarageBand, so you could barely right. hear me. Any reason you did that? Was it just because of the style you were going for? Was there, like, sort of uh, apprehension to really belt out? Yeah, I mean, I was, like, mortified. I was, like, a 16, <laughs> 17-year-old, like, I'm, like, fuck, I don't want anybody to hear my voice. Like, it was just a way to, like, mask myself. Interesting. Yeah. And now different stage in your life on Solace front and center were the vocals. Do you feel yeah. like you've grown to be more comfortable? And is that like sort of the style you're thinking about going with going forward? Definitely. I think that like in that process of finding my voice and like finding what music really means to me was like I fell in love with just being authentic and seeing the response mm-hmm. that I'd get from people and also just like that self kind of like catharsis that you go through when you really give something your all. Mm. And so that's overall what really pushed me to be fully myself and my music and not try and hide anything. Yeah, yeah. authenticity, especially in like the hip hop and R&B space is almost like right. number one to a lot of people. Right, yeah. And I remember I heard on your last interview that you didn't uh, write any of your things or you didn't write any of your stuff. Is that like a part of you trying to be more authentic you said something about not writing and instead you kind of just go into booth and sort of like sing 
Oh, got you. I thought you were saying like I don't write the songs. No, no, oh. I'm not. No, no <laughs> slander to Selena on this podcast. She, <laughs> she's original. <laughs> well, no, people will ask like, do you write everything yourself? And I'm like, mm. yeah, I do. Usually my process is like, I just hear a beat and then I just go into the booth. Yeah, mm. just record it. Writing is not really my thing. Like pre-writing, I feel like I overthink mm-hmm. it. you ever give that like a shot and you were just like i don't like the way this comes out or it's just like it doesn't feel like you yes it always feels like because i still work on that like Mm. you know every session i'm we'll sit down and i'll write i just never really end up liking it as much as what i say (laughs) when i just go (laughs) start recording and i know you said you fell in love with being authentic when people listen to like albums like solace and like any of your music in general what are what are the things you want them to take away from it Mm. i would say I think in today's society, there's like this perception that we can't really express our emotions about certain things or like you can't be soft. A lot of people will say that to me like, oh, your music is so soft and it's so sad. I think being aware of those feelings within yourself is very powerful. So I just want people to know that it's like okay to feel really horrible sometimes. You know, like a relatability type of thing. Yeah, like, it's like I don't, we don't all, like, love ourselves and are having amazing days every day and whatever. Gotcha. Uh, that's deep. That's powerful. When you were making the album, is that, like, sort of the mindset you were in? Were you in a place where you wanted to express certain emotions? It comes off in the music a little bit, but I guess I'm kind of curious, like, where were you mentally? Yeah, mentally I was, it was my senior year of high school and I was, I'd mm. switched to homeschooling and... No, this is kind of like at a a transformation point in my life where I was just in the wrong crowds and doing the wrong things. And it's good that I went through that because I'm now who I am now. But it was just a very like isolating time. And really like what the word solace means is like what I was doing at that time. I was going things for solace. I was going to music for solace. So it's like every time I sat down to make a song, it was it was some sort of release. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't even make that connection. (laughs) (laughs) You did put out some singles since then. You put out the Do You Mind slash Lost It. Thought that was great. I think I included that in one of my videos, actually. And you put out 16. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I put it in, like, I I got in touch with, like, your management and they they put me out to your stuff. Yeah. They put me out to your stuff and I, I had it as, like, a recommended track one week. That is so amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. Of course. 16. I've seen you reference it a couple of times. Um, it's about like sort of personal things you were going through at that age. Yeah. Kind of curious if you would mind sharing a little bit more about some of the obstacles you were going through when you were writing 16, if you're comfortable. Oh my God. 16 was such an age. I don't think I've heard. Did you have a, did you have a positive sophomore year experience? Honestly, most <laughs> of like childhood slash adolescent is definitely trauma blocked like i don't remember a lot of right? like, right. you know what i mean so like i couldn't even tell you probably not i i really haven't heard anybody that said they had a good <laughs> sophomore year i'm so sorry to hear that it's okay but, i assume the same for you so i'm yeah, sorry no real shit though but i don't know i think around the age kind of like i said i was like i was out of it i would mm. let people take advantage of me because i felt like i owed people things i didn't know who i was or what I really had to offer. So I would just give and give and give. I even like when I'm performing it, it's like very hard to perform because it's such an emotional time for me, an emotional experience that I feel like really shaped me. I'm like trying to talk about it in the best way that I can. Yeah, no, no worries. I, I appreciate any insight into that because it is a fantastic track. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, but when I was writing it, I kind of was in this place of like reflection on how proud I am of that 16 year old girl and like 
proud I am of her to have grown through that and like survived it. Love yeah. to hear that. Yeah. I mean, speaking of sort of those singles that you perform live, or do mm. you have any like favorite tracks that you like to perform live or like ones that sort of you mm. gravitate towards? Recently, I've been wanting to just perform like the new music that I haven't dropped mm. yet. But nice. I love I love performing Solace. I feel like such a timeless album for me and I connect with every song. And so tracks on there like I'm Me, Stranger. Mm-hmm. Stranger it's is fire. Like, thank you. Yeah. Just like the vibey ones on there. You were talking a little bit about, you know, when you were 16, you've grown a lot since then. Solace was, you know, a year and change ago. Uh, What's your state right now in terms of, you know, your growth? Like, do you feel like you've even grown since then? Are you, you know, uh, mentally in a different place now that you've had a good year to sit on that project? Yeah, well, I mean, kind of. I would say, like, life got really crazy after Solace. Mm. Solace was, like, you know, finishing up high school and then, to new york for college last year like oh damn freshly 18 ready to go and i dropped out of college on the first day and i had like oh. no one there it was super challenging i wasn't really like making music anymore during that time because everything felt like it was kind of taken from me i moved home for a year and then very recently around like two months ago i moved to la this is the first time since solace that i've had like um creative spark and just motivation to do things and so I think right now I'm kind of like retreating and really trying to reflect on how this past year has molded me so I'm still trying to figure out what's next for me in regards to like this state of my life but a huge part of it is still reflecting on 16 year old Selena gotcha oh that's amazing yeah. Sorry that New York didn't work out for you though greatest (laughs) city in the world but you know you're from New York (laughs) yeah you know, everybody has their path, and your path yeah. ended put you think, in LA. I think I'm a West Coast shoddy. I respect it. Listen, yeah. there are people who are West Coast and East Coast. I'm just never you're, gonna leave. Yeah, you're East. <laughs> you're East Coast shoddy. Yeah, that's me. That's what they call me. That's <laughs> everyone just down the street calls me East Coast shoddy. That's how it goes. <laughs> but how do you feel like this sort of last year and getting that creative spark and motivation do you think that's gonna impact your music sonically do you think topically or do you feel like you're gonna kind of sort of play with the same sounds and topics that you were playing with a year ago i think we've been playing with a lot of other shit i think we all expect a certain life path for ourselves and i think it's really good i think the past year i learned not to have any expectations but just given a lot of the things that's happened over the past year caused like a lot of anger within me and so a lot of my music that I've been making like if you know the two singles I dropped this year forget me well, I haven't dropped the second one yet but if they're very grungy so I'm super into like alternative R&B grungy shit right now those are kind of like the new sounds I want to play with cool and I also kind of wanted to ask a little bit about I was uh stalking to YouTube <laughs> and I was checking out some of the music videos I was checking out some of the album art that you have <clears throat> and I think how artists present themselves outside of like their music especially artistically is a very interesting way to sort of get an idea of who they are as people and yeah and some of your videos like 16 and stranger you do sort of like this vintage aesthetic yeah and even on the album art for like solace it feels like very vintage and i'm kind of curious like why'd you decide to go in that direction specifically i don't know it just kind of feels like that's what fits or that's like i don't know i always try to think about like if i'm if my music was a picture what would it look like if this song was mm. a picture what would it look like or the feeling of this photo it sound like solace and but i think developing your aesthetic as an artist is like the most interesting thing ever 
I think so too. I feel like a lot of artists, especially nowadays, rappers, yeah. really known for sort of like who they are, like swag wise and like how they yeah. present themselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. And one of my last questions here what's next for Selena outside of music? Definitely have some great music and I'm assuming some cool grungy shit coming real soon. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any sort of desires to expand outside of music and like, you know, do anything else? I've been thinking about getting my real estate license just for fun. Ooh, dope. <laughs> but I don't know. Other than that. Are you one of those people that like looks up when you see a dope house, you look it up on Zillow just to like kind of yes. get an idea of what it, you know, me too. Yeah. Or I'll go take house tours like just for fun and act like I have the fucking money to go buy a house, but I'm really just there because like I'm obsessed. You do with- that? Yes. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> You're just like, let me just go spend my day over here. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's nice, though. You know, you get to tour these houses. I'm jealous. And... Not going to lie. So... I just don't have the confidence to pretend like I'm about to buy this house. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun. Outside of real estate, anything else? No, not really. Focusing on the flow of life right now, you know? Shit. Aren't yeah. we all? Yeah, exactly. Any last parting words for the people out there? Any sort of message that you want to leave for people from Selena? Mm, shout out frankie for having me go check out frequency <laughs> plug your insta plug your shit oh my insta is s-e-l-i-n-a-r-a-i-i and i'm selena on spotify and new music coming soon appreciate you coming on here appreciate first interview you. a great start to sort of this interview saga that i'm gonna be doing i don't know how to end this so i'm gonna just say <laughs> <We> <laughs> out. thank you for coming appreciate your time we out east coast shoddy <laughs>